I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to turn over to the Old Testament. We started out in a series last week talking about life's highways and and this is what we know to be true that as we drive along the highways of life, the roadways, there are different things that government, cities, communities have put in place to make sure that do everything they can to make sure that we get from point A to point B. Whether it's a road sign, a speed sign, and I know you guys don't like speed signs. Um, those little lines in the middle of the road, um, the stripings, the stoplights, which some of us ignore, I hope not. But then there are those things they call cat eyes. Do you guys know what a cat eye is? See, y'all are uneducated people. It's those things that you run over in the middle of the road and they go boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm talking about now? They're the sort of the reflective things and sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't. Sometimes I like to get right in the middle of them and see if I, how many I can drive down, but not when there's somebody coming from the other direction. <laughs> or, then they, or then there's what they call the rumble strips. You can also call them wake me up bumps because if you happen to hit them, hit them they're going to wake you up. Boom, 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 boom. But those are, those are created and set aside so that we can make it along roads, highways, safely. But then we also said last week there's guardrails, and, and those guardrails are used to keep vehicles from straying into off-limit or dangerous areas. And we said last week, you know, what would it be like if we were to set up some guardrails or boundaries in our lives, uh, and they were to play a very significant role and how we are protected and also how we, how we live, how, we, how our lives move. But what if, 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 if we were to set those up, can you imagine the difference it might make in the areas of our finances, in the areas of morality, in the, in the areas of our professionalism, relational mistakes, failures, things? Because so many disasters come as, come as a result of bad choices made in those areas. I mean, just think about that. How many bad choices do we make that are involved in those areas that could have been avoided if we would have just had some boundaries, if we would have had some guardrails set up in our lives? And we defined a guardrail as a standard of behavior that becomes a matter of the conscience. You know, what if we were to develop some of those personal guidelines within our own lives? And instead of just always seeing how close that we can get to the edge that all of a sudden we begin to think about other things. Man, not how close can I get to the edge, but how can I set up some boundaries that might protect me from getting hurt and driving off the edge of the cliff or getting too close to the fire? Because this is what I know. The culture in which we live wants us to get close. Man, it'll do everything that it can to try to promote unwise choices with the slick advertising the good-looking models, the great models, did you know that they'll put on these commercials trying to attract us? But they fail to tell us what's on the other side of the guardrails. But see, you know. You know because some of you have experienced what's on the other side. Some of you have experienced the consequences. I have. I know what's on the other side. I've experienced some of those consequences. But man, culture's not going to tell you that. And I will tell you this, sin always looks good for a season. Johnny, man, sin always looks good for a season. And so the question isn't how close can I get to the edge so that I can be safe, but the real question is this, in light of the fact that I know that there's danger ahead, where maybe should I put some guardrails or some boundaries in my life? So let's talk about an area today that I think is very 
appropriate for all of us. And man, this is just going to get up in all of our business. All right? All of our business. You can look to the person on your left and on the right and say, man, this is going to get up in your business. Husband, this is going to get up in your business. Wife, this is going to get up in your business. Teenager, this is going to get in your business today because it's been in my business. This is so important what we're going to talk about today because at some point, the relationships that you're in, the friendships that you have will impact your life. Because there's probably going to be a time that you encounter a friend or a set of friends that make some choices and decisions that you know aren't right. And you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle whether or not you should say something. Because I know you. You probably don't like doing that. And you're going to struggle being honest with them. And maybe it's not them, but maybe they're going to struggle being honest with you. Maybe you are the one that finds yourself in some environments and around some people that you know you shouldn't be or places you shouldn't be, hanging around some people that you shouldn't be hanging around. And instead of being an influencer, you're being influenced. But here it is, somebody comes to you and they love you and all of a sudden, man, they want to be honest with you. And I know what your thought is. Man, get away from me. You don't know what you're talking about. I got this under control. I got it all together. But when you're with somebody, you love somebody, you're going to confront them. My mother used to always say, now, honey, now you, she's probably listening. Honey, you know you ought not be going there. You know those some people you ought not be hanging out with. But my mother understood what I understand now. And here it is. The people that you hang out with will influence the quality and direction of your life. You need to hear that. See, the people you hang out with will influence the quality and direction of your life. What makes a relationship so great is the same thing that can make it so destructive because all of us desire to be accepted. And acceptance leads to influence. We naturally want to spend time, time with people who, who accept us and affirm us. That's one of the things that's made gangs so destructive over the years. Kids that, that flock to areas that, where a group of people just accepts them and they, and they wrap their arms around them. And acceptance is what makes a relationship so awesome on one hand. But on the other hand, it can what make, be what makes a relationship so dangerous. I mean, think about some of the regrets you have in life. It probably goes back to a set of friends that you have. Larry's back there shaking his head, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just think about that. How many regrets from the past happened when you were with so-called friends? And as a result of their influence in your life, now you're defending things that once upon a time you were opposed to. Are we on the same page? I mean, think about it. How many college students have gone off to college Trusting Jesus, following Jesus, man, being involved in everything that you can imagine, having, coming from a loving family, only to make it to college, being surrounded by new faces, new opportunities, and they end up compromising everything that they once said that they believed in because of a new set of friends. Anybody want to raise their hand and say, man, that was some of my story? Y'all are a bunch of lying people. <laughs> See, because I know some of y'all stories. You just got to call it out, don't you? I mean, how many of us at one time were opposed to something, but all of, a, all of a sudden, because of another set of friends that you became involved in, all of a sudden, you were, you were accepting things that one time that you were against. 
And this principle transcends every age. Our friends not only influence the quality and direction of our lives, but they will determine it. Maybe you've heard a story something like this. You know, I, I met this guy, and, and, uh, and I really enjoyed spending some time with him, and, and he seemed to care. And then my wife met his wife, and man, our kids sort of met their kids, and we began to spend some time together, and, and you know, they, they just really cared about us. And somewhere along that journey, they, they, I not only saw Jesus, but I knew there was something different about him. And they begin to talk about Jesus. And they begin to talk about a difference that a relationship with Jesus Christ makes. And all of a sudden, I found myself in a place recognizing that I was missing something. I mean, I had gone to church. I had done these religious things. But all of a sudden, I found out there was something in my life that was, that was missing. And I accepted Christ. And I was baptized. See, I've heard a bunch of stories like that. Because there's power in relationships for the good as well as the bad. And man, I want you to know that the Bible isn't silent. And we're going to talk about a couple of passages, really focusing on one passage of Scripture today. Man, that I think, and Lincoln, for you and every teenager that's in this room, for every adult that's in this room, this is so important that you listen to what Solomon has to say. Because this principle wasn't a principle that was just effective or applicable back then, but it is so applicable to where we are today. And it is so important. What Solomon had to say is so worth us listening to Today, because it will impact the quality of our relationships. And here in the book of Proverbs, what Solomon had to say is so beneficial, regardless if you're a believer or a follower of Jesus tonight. And so I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. And by the time we're done, man, I want you to have this memorized. And I want you to take this and I want you to put it up in your homes because this is such an important passage of Scripture. And so this is what Solomon has to say in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Are you ready? Yep. You ready? All right, here it is. Solomon, in all of his wisdom, writes this. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. In case you didn't get that, I'm going to say that one more time for you. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. How about you saying that with me? Because, man, this is such an important verse. And I know what the NIV says, but we're going to read it from the NLT this morning. Say that with me this morning. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get in trouble. Man, I don't like trouble. Because where there's trouble, there's pain, there's consequences, and I don't like suffering. And hear what Solomon is saying. He says, listen, here's a promise. Wisdom is contagious. To simplify it, if you want to be wise, hang out with some wise people. That's what he says. To hang out with the wise, because when we hang out with wise people, it will impact the way that we make decisions. Man, listen, if you're struggling and then with your finances, hang out with some guys that have gone through financial peace. Get with Kevin Burke or get with Brian Betzer or get with Mark. They're going to have that just coming up. Listen, if you want to grow in wisdom, hang out with some guys that are trying to be wise with, their, wise with the resources that God has given them. That's important. If you want to know more about Jesus, hang out with some people that are following Jesus. That's a promise. But here's the warning. If you hang out and you keep company with fools, watch out. 
Because it's so easy to get tripped up. Because it's, it's like, like it or not, whoever we choose to hang out with will impact our lives. Now, Solomon's not saying, listen, if you hang out with fools, you're going to become a fool. That's not what he's saying. He's saying here, though, but if you hang out with fools, you will be impacted by their life. Eventually, you'll be impacted by the behavior of a fool. You can hang out with a fool and never participate in what they've got going on, yet at some point in time, you will be impacted by their behavior. Hello? Yes. That's an amen. That's an I understand it. I hear exactly what Solomon is trying to say. And listen, you can excuse and you can defend your unhealthy relationships, but make no mistake, your life will be impacted. You may never act the way that they do, and you may think that you're safe, but Solomon would say, whoop, back up that bus, baby, because your life is going to be impacted. Hold on. Watch out. Because there's no way that you will be able to escape the consequences. Because eventually you'll be impacted by the fool's behavior. And we've all seen it. I mean, how many of us have the story of a family member that's done something they shouldn't have done, acted like a fool, and you as a, as a family member ended up, ended up paying the price? Maybe it was the, maybe it was the actions of a, of a next-door neighbor. Maybe it was the, the actions of a, of a guy at work. Maybe it wasn't anything that you did except for the fact that you were close. And this is so important. It's so important. Remember what the Bible teaches us, and this is what it says, and we talked about it last week. A fool is a person that knows the difference between right and wrong but just doesn't care. They don't have a regard for God nor his word. I love what one guy said about this. Now, this is not me because I love liver, okay? But one guy made this statement in reference to, to wisdom and a fool. He said, wisdom is to the fool what liver is to me. As freely and frequently as it may be offered to me, I will do everything I can to avoid it. David, I like liver, so this isn't, this isn't mine. Liver and onions, invite me to the house. I'm over, okay? As long as you're a good cook, so... You say to a fool, you don't know what you're doing. Don't you know what you're doing isn't smart? The fool responds, well, who cares? I mean, don't, don't you know the risk that you're taking? The fool says, man, I don't care. Don't you understand that you, you and others might get hurt? No, I won't. And you'll bend over backwards to go way out of your way to try to help the fool out. I mean, you've been there. And it seems like they do the same exact thing over and over and over. And I'm going to tell you what, the only thing you're going to do to a fool is continue to enable them to be like a fool. Sometimes you just got to let them go. I want to address that in just a second. Proverbs 29.9, if a wise person takes a fool to court, there will be ranting and ridicule but no satisfaction. You know why? Because a fool doesn't care. He doesn't care. Maybe you have a person like this that you know. Maybe it's you, and here it is. When we hang out with the individuals or people that don't care, eventually we will experience the consequences of their decisions, and there are no exceptions, bar none. That's just the way it is. Javier, what's true here is also true in Nicaragua, isn't it? That's right. What's true here is also true in, in India. What's true here is also true around the world because what Solomon said was very applicable to every one of us. Don't you dare fool yourself. 
If they aren't concerned about their lives, why in the world do you think that they're concerned about your lives? If they don't care about their kids, what in the world makes you think they're going to be concerned about your kids? If they aren't concerned about their own spiritual journey, what makes you think that they're going to be caring about about your spiritual journey? Because the associate, or as NIV says, a companion of fools will suffer much harm. And Solomon knew it, and that's why he said it. You want to ignore wisdom? Eventually, you're going to pay the price. But if you heed the message, there are benefits in the future. So, with that being said, I want to give you just a couple of thoughts today that I think are maybe some things that you really want to pay attention to if you want to set up boundaries, if you're serious about heeding what Solomon had to say. If you're a teenager, baby, you better write this stuff down. If you're an adult, you better write this stuff down because mama knows. And mama knows, and I know, and I promise you, every one of us that are adults that are wise here today, you know as well. Your friends will influence your life. Not only influence your life, the quality and the direction, they will determine it. So I'd love for you guys to write down these things because they're so important. And the driving focus is, is, here isn't that we, and, and here's sort of the driving focus behind it all. Listen, because, man, I don't want you to have to get hurt. I don't want you to get so close to the edge that all of a sudden you find yourself on the other side of the edge. So I want you to write these down. Number one, who are you hanging out with? Just, just a thought, and then write this down. Who we spend time with will impact which direction we head. Who you hang out with, who you spend time with, will impact the direction that you head. It's pretty simple. Who you spend time with, hands down, will impact your life. Can't get away from it. Whether it's your marriage, parenting, spiritual life, you name it, a teenager, adult, a senior adult, you crowd, uh, the adult, you, whoever you associate with, whoever you surround yourself with will have an impact on your life, whether it's good or bad. You can have the best intentions and yet face a tremendous amount of consequences. It's like a friend of mine, uh, Dwight and I, we were, he wanted to go kayaking. So here I ain't much into kayaking, okay? It's hard enough for me to get into a kayak, much less kayak. So I said, all right, bro, we're going to go kayaking. So we go kayaking, and we're going down the river. And if you know, we're going down the river, okay? So it's easy going down the river. So like an hour and a half later, I said, Dwight, brother, we need to turn around because the, uh, the river's getting smaller, and as the river's getting smaller, yeah, yeah. So we turn around and about, it took us about 30 minutes to go where it took us 10 minutes coming down the river. And he looked at me and he said, man, I am so glad you said turn around. I don't know how in the world we'd ever got back if we'd gotten any further down, down the river. You know, when we get into friendships and relationships, it's really easy just to go along with the flow, isn't it? I mean, just sort of participate and hang out and I mean, going along with the crowd is so easy because, man, all you got to do is just sort of hang on. And I think this is a great time to say it's important to surround yourself. And that's one of the important uh, reasons of a missional community or small group, a group of people that you're hanging out with that's headed in the same direction that you are, spending time in the Word, moving in the right direction towards Christ's likeness. Man, not towards just church attendance. Church attendance will send you to hell. I'm just telling you. 
There's a lot of people that go to church every Sunday that enter in the doors that think, man, they have a relationship with Jesus, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus. They got a relationship with religion. They're not seeking after a personal relationship with Christ that's intimate and that's personal. They're after religion. They've bought into a lie. But what it's like to have a small group of people, man, that are, that are sitting around and talking about what it looks to head towards Christ's likeness and to be intentional. And when you hang around and spend time with people like that, they influence your life. And it's so easy to go along. with the, It's just as, as it is. It's so easy to go in the wrong direction. And some of you, man, you, you might need to find some new friends. Because regardless of how faithful and how strong you may be, a companion of fools will suffer much harm. And if you aren't strong enough in your faith, you may find yourself, instead of being an influencer, being influenced. So who is it you're spending your time with? In which direction are you heading? Here's a second thought. This is one of those bells and whistle moments, okay? Second thought, be careful if you happen to find yourself pretending to be somebody that you aren't just to fit in. You ever done that? Some of you have a testimony you can stand up and share, I bet. Here it is. I mean, you're, you're with a group of people, and man, you're nothing like them, but you pretend to be like them just because you want to fit in, because you want to be accepted. You want somebody to bring you in. I got lizards around my house. I got lots of lizards around my house. And it's amazing. Some of those lizards, they'll be on a green leaf, and you know what color they are when they're on a green leaf? They're green. You know what color they are when they're on a brown leaf? They're brown. They're really good about sort of blending in depending on what culture or what area they are. I mean, and, I mean, how many people do that? I mean, when I'm in the church people, I sort of turn this color and act this way. But when I'm with my other set of friends, I, I turn this color and I look this kind of way. I mean, how many times have we bought something with, that we didn't need, with money we didn't have, trying to impress people we don't even like just because we're with them? Uh-oh. You had to have something because so-and-so had it, and if you were going to fit into this group, you were going to have to have it too so you could be a part of the group. And yet, here you are with spending money you don't even have trying to impress people you don't even like just so you can fit in. This is a hard conversation, especially when you're on the receiving end of it especially when somebody's coming to you. But think of all the crazy things that, that happen. People, I mean, hairstyles, music, clothes, vehicles we drive, places we might choose to live, groups that we want to join, expenditures that we might make. But this conversation is really hard when you're on the receiving end, but it's such an important conversation because the consequences of living this way can be so destructive. So destructive. If you find yourself pretending or acting or just trying to fit in or be part, if you happen to have someone that loves you enough to question your actions, man, listen, this ought to be a warning sign. It's quiet in here. Why is it so quiet? Number three, if you find yourself doing something that you said you never would do, I said, I'd never do that. That ought to be, man, something's wrong. Something's wrong because of the influence of relationships, something that you said you would never do, something you would never consider, all of a sudden becomes an option. When we're tempted to behave in ways that we've always considered to be off limits, it's time, baby, to back up that truck and to say, I don't think so. 
Yet how many of us will fall into that and blend in just to avoid ridicule or persecution? Think about the things that you've done, the places you've been, the places that you never said that you would visit, the activities that you said that you would never participate in. And yet, you're doing it. Solomon said, listen, you continue down that path, there's going to be regrets. See, there's some things maybe that's going on in your life today that you said, I'd never do, but you're doing it. You continue down that path. Solomon said, listen, there's consequences. Number four, be careful when you begin trying to justify your actions by saying, I will go, but I won't participate. I'll go, but I won't participate. I'll just be the designated driver, but I won't do what everybody else is doing. Boy, I remember an incident in college. I don't think I'll go there. I had no business going, and I knew before I ever went I had no business going, but I went, and I said to myself, but I'll never participate, and I didn't participate, but it was all I could do just to get out of there. I remember that. How many times do we make decisions to participate or accept an invitation already knowing up front it may not be the wisest choice? See, some of you guys are going back to this week and things that have been going on in and around your life. Solomon says, it's not just doing what the fool does, but it's being in the vicinity of the fool. And you might justify your actions by saying, man, I'm I'm just not going to participate. And Solomon would say, listen, that's not the point. You associate with a fool, you're going, to feel, you're, going to, you're going to face the consequences eventually. And when foolish actions takes place, it's like a bomb going off and it's like shrapnel and it spreads in all directions. And it may not be physical harm, but it may be your reputation. It may be your reputation in Jesus Number five, and this is one of my favorite. If you're worried about your parents or your pastor finding out who or where you're hanging out with, this is a good chance it's not wise. Listen, if you're afraid to tell your mom and dad where you're going, if you're afraid to tell your mom and dad who you're hanging out with, if you're afraid to come to me and tell me what's going on, you better check yourself because it's probably not a wise choice. If for any minute there's that, man, I hope they don't find out moment, there's a great chance it's not a good decision. Here the Holy Spirit, he's ringing your bell. (laughs) You know it. It's not a good decision. Maybe I can sort of alter the conversation and make it sound good. Like I'm I'm going over here, but I'm really going to do this. Have you ever had a conversation on the way back from some place that you've been that you knew you shouldn't have been or hanging out with who you shouldn't, and you sort of tried to come up with the best-sounding scenario? You've done that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, you've done it. If someone tells you, oh, listen, man, just come on, nobody will find out. Or all of a sudden you begin trying to think up excuses. Man, it ought to throw up some red flags. Boop, 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 boop. If you have a question, just call me. I'll tell you whether or not it's a good choice. So did you think, no. Well, I'm not going to participate. I know. But you're going, aren't you? 
the companion of fools will suffer much harm. That's what Solomon said, and that's what I'm going to tell you. No, it's probably not the wisest thing. Wisdom says if an invitation or participation in something that others I love and respect will question, maybe it would be best to say no. Proverbs 15, 22, this is what he says. Plans go wrong for lack of advice, many advisors being success. Listen, if you want to know whether something's wise or not, why don't you just spend some time asking some people around you you know that are wise? Man, do you think this is a wise choice? Do you think this is a good choice? What do you tell me? How many people wish they had had a chance to go back and spend some time talking to a wise person and have a do-over? I know this sounds a little con contradictory, especially when we spend so much time talking about building relationships and sharing life together. And you, you say to me something like, all right, Sid, you're sort of talking out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, tell me sort of how this all fits together because on this hand, you're telling me this, and then on the other hand, you're telling me I need to stay far away. Um, and so what is it? I mean, come on, what is it? And let me say this, don't confuse compassion with wisdom. Because our compassion should never lead us to make a choice that is unwise or put us in a position to be tempted by sin. He is so cute. I don't care if he's cute or not. Oh, man, he is so good looking. You hear that from teenagers all the time. She may be good looking, but be far, far away from Jesus. He may be good looking, but be far, far, far away from Jesus. I, I think I'll just take him out. I think we'll go out on a date. I, I think I can help him to know. I'll help him to come to know Jesus. You know, listen, if you focused on somebody coming to know Jesus, just bring them to me and I'll talk to them about Jesus. Take them to your mom or dad. Hopefully they'll, be, they'll sit down and be willing to talk to them about Jesus. Talk to them at school, but don't go out on a date with them. That's the wrong thing to do. Just because it's legal doesn't make it wise. One of the things that we can do is make sure that we stay on the right side of the guard, guard, guardrail because when we make unwise choices, listen, you know what's on the other side. And it's important for those of us that are believers to stay on this side of the guardrail because when others crash and burn, we must be positioned to be able to be there and help them. It's so important. Some of you know what I'm talking about because you've already received that phone call from another person. Man, they've messed up their life. Here they were at one time, they were walking alongside of your side. You guys were walking alongside of one another. And now all of a sudden you find yourself trying to help them because you sort of separated yourself from them. And you did it because you knew that they were walking down the wrong path. Man, I got so many stories like that. I remember this one guy. I just kept, I kept telling him and trying to talk to him and saying, bro, man, you're making some bad choices. Bad choices. And then it began to fall on him. And then it really began to, to, to crash in. Some of the consequences to his bad choices were impacting his life and his family and business and everything. And I had to sit down and have a long conversation with him. And I, I'll always remember when he, when he told me, don't you ever call me again. <laughs> don't ever tell me that, okay? It's not a good thing. Don't you ever call me again, and don't you ever. Man, I'm removing you. I, I, I'm going to ruin you. And I said, well, that's, that's all right. I hope, I pray that my testimony and my character withstand any type of accusations that you make, but that's okay. And I'd text him, and, and he'd cuss at me. 
That's all right. And I'd tell him, you know, you headed down the wrong road, brother. But one of the last conversations I had with him was something like this. Man, I, I just want you to know that I love you. And when you crash and burn and all your buddies that you thought were your buddies are left and gone, I'll always be here for you. And I didn't hear from him for four or five months, even though I was continually texting him. And I remember sitting in my office, and I got that phone call. And he said, where are you at? And I told him where I was at. He said, I need to see you now. I said, you stay right where you are. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. We need to set up some boundaries. There are sometimes we need to say no to an individual or to a group of people because sometimes it's the healthiest and wisest thing that we can ever do to express love and compassion. We just have to face what we know the Scripture says to be true and hold on to what, what Solomon says. Listen, it isn't that God hates your friends. It's not that at all. Or whoever else might come to your mind. But it's what, based on what Solomon has to say. Listen to what he says again. God doesn't hate your friends. But listen to what Solomon says. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and you will get in trouble. You ever had a bad dream? I mean, it was a really, 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 really bad dream. And something happened that was so realistic. And it was so terrible. And here you are in the middle of your dream. And the dream is so overwhelming, and, and you're, you're, it's like you're living out the consequences to poor choices and poor decisions. And the, in your dream, the only thing that you can think about is, man, if I just had one more chance, if I just had one more, one more opportunity, I promise you I would go back and I would do it differently. You ever had, you ever had something like that happen? Man, it, it, I promise you I, it would be different only to wake up and realize that it was just a dream. But for some of us, it's not a dream. For some of us, it's a reality because we've not practiced what Solomon had to say. The person who walks with the wise becomes wise, whereas the companion of fools or the associate of fools will suffer much harm. So based on what we've heard, based on what Solomon has to say, what is it that we need to do? Teenager, what choices do you need to make? Because I promise you this, the people that you're hanging around will influence and determine the direction of your life. Regardless of what you think, they will determine it. Are there some guardrails or boundaries that you need to set up in your life? How is it that we can set some wise boundaries and guardrails within inside of our relationships? Because friendships can be positive and encouraging, yet they can also be very dangerous and destructive. Because as we travel down life's highway... We need to understand what Solomon had to say, that those that are closest to us will impact our lives. <laughs> Woo! Time to go home now, isn't it? For some of you, this means a conversation. Teenagers, for some of you, this means a conversation. For some of you, this means some changes and some choices. Because your friendships and your relationships will determine the quality and the direction of your life. And at the bottom of it all, guys, listen. At the bottom of it all is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you'll follow him 
and you'll seek to implement what we find inside of the scriptures, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how our lives will change. If you don't know Jesus today, that's the first and foremost decision that you need to make. I didn't ask you if you went to church. I didn't ask you how many books of the Bible you read, but I ask you the question, do you know Jesus Christ personally? Have you come to the place in your life that without a shadow of a doubt, you know that if you were to die today, you know where you'd spend eternity? Man, that's a huge question. Because when you stand before him one day and have to give an account, church attendance, giving, Bible study, do you know me? Because see, if we know him, all those other things will fit in. But you can do all those other things and not know him. Let me pray over you today. Father, as we close out, I feel it's very important for us to uh, pray over every person that's here, whether it's a teenager, a college student, a single person, or those of us that are married in this room. If we're young or if we're old, because every one of us at some point in time are going to find ourselves being pulled by relationships. What I ask you today is give us the wisdom to know what to do. And how you want us to respond. Father, may we be very aware of the people around us and give us the strength to make wise decisions with boldness. Father, give us the courage to be able to establish some boundaries and guardrails in our lives that will cause us, um, Father, not to, to experience the destruction that happens when we step over those boundaries and we go contrary and live contrary to your word. But Father, help us to set up our lives so that we guard from making some dumb choices that will one day we'll look back and we'll regret. This is such an important area. Help us to submit this area of our lives to you. For the person that doesn't know Jesus today, have a personal relationship with him, even this morning, would they recognize that Jesus Christ gave his life so that we might live? That he, he died once and for all on that cross so that our sins would be forgiven. Help us to be very observant. Help us to come to that place of saying, Jesus, even today, I want to trust you and I want to follow you. For those of us that are here that are followers of Christ, I pray, God, that you would allow us to be very attentive and intentional in our relationships. Help us to look to you for, for guidance and direction. Help us to look for opportunities that we can serve other people and introduce them to Christ. In those moments of tragedy and difficulty are great opportunities for those of us that are followers of Jesus to introduce them to hope that is beyond any circumstance. Because we're seeking to build on the right foundation and because of your word, we don't have to be shaken. So remind us of that today. We put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.